Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. So how do we grow? Watch this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is to worship, respect, and love Him so much that we desire to obey God. Balanced growth in wisdom has to do with this one word, obedience. Write this down. We grow in wisdom by obeying God. Jesus was often challenged by the religious leaders of his day, the Pharisees and Sadducees, and astounded them with answers he gave to their inquiries. The passage we've been studying under Pastor Mark, the book of Mark chapter 2, indicates that Jesus' source for wisdom was God the Father. He acquired this by asking God for wisdom, by trusting God to supply the wisdom needed for the situation. Jesus also grew in favor with man by loving them and extending grace to all who sought it. Again, he is our example for life and we would be wise to apply his life lessons to ourselves. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he continues with his message, Balanced Growth. Wisdom and knowledge is very different. Very different. Listen to Warren Wiersbe. Knowledge enables us to take things apart, but wisdom enables us to put things back together. I'm glad I have a wife. I can take stuff apart. I can't ever get it together. My wife puts stuff together. So what's the difference between wisdom and knowledge? The difference between wisdom and knowledge is simply this. Here's the knowledge. How do I apply that in my life? So wisdom is applied knowledge. Wisdom is applied facts. You can have all the facts you want, but if you don't apply it in your life, you're not wise. You can learn all these things. A nap is good for you if you need it. Well, forget that. Here's knowledge. If I don't take a nap, then I haven't applied the knowledge. And the result will be maybe as you get older, more immune problems, all kinds of things like that. So understand, that's huge for us. Where does wisdom come from? Where does wisdom come from? Where does most knowledge come from today? Tell me, where, where does most knowledge come from today? It's called Google. Google. Siri. Siri. Google. Am I right? I mean, we, it's wonderful to get on there, and you're putting all these things, and look at them, boom, there's 25 answers for you right there. Man, it's fantastic. Does Google have wisdom? No, it does not have wisdom. All it has is what? Knowledge. Now, how do you make the knowledge become wisdom? You apply it. Now, you can't apply it like the world applies it. 
You must apply it like God teaches you. So where does wisdom come from? Look at this. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Write this down. God is the source of all wisdom. God is the source of all wisdom. If I mention to you a name, Lance Armstrong, many of you will remember. Lance Armstrong was this amazing biker, won seven Tour de France titles. All the way through in those last few years, people would say, well, you're taking drugs. No, I'm not taking drugs. No, I'm not taking drugs. No, I'm not taking drugs. Year after year. No, I'm not taking drugs. Last year, yes, I'm taking drugs. So what did that do to all the young kids that were watching him? Nice role model, right? How foolish. Lost all of his titles. I read this the other day, and I couldn't believe it. Lance Armstrong says this. If I had it to do over again, I'd dope again. Now, let me ask you a question. Wise or foolish? How can that be? How can that be? I mean, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. I mean, what a stupid thing to say to a man that could have been amazing even without the drugs. Nobody wants to live like that. So how do I get this wisdom? If God is the source of wisdom, how in the world do I get it? I can't look at my computer and go, "Mm, how do I get it? Well, turn with me to the book of James. Let me show you how we get wisdom. Because you need it, and I need it. Every single day we need it in our life. Now, James chapter 1, verse 5. Remember, this is Jesus, half-brother. Watch what he says. I'm going to give you three keys here. If any of you, verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. First thing of these three keys. By the way, just turn to your neighbor right now and say this. I will need wisdom this week. I will need wisdom this week. Just turn to your neighbor and tell him, I will need wisdom this week. There's no question. You will need it this week. So when you look at this verse, here's the first thing I want you to write. I'm going to give you three keys to how we get wisdom. Here we are. Number one, be wise enough and admit we need God's wisdom. If you're here saying, well, Pastor Mark, I really don't need God's wisdom. I'm pretty good. I, I, I know how to take things apart and put them back together. Yeah, but you're wrong. As a Christian, we don't live independent of God. I need God's wisdom. His view of life is very different than my view of life. All I can see is today, a little glimpse of tomorrow. He knows beginning from end in my life. Same for you. Same for you. So I need God's wisdom in every area of my life. Now, the Bible actually tells us a little bit about God and his thoughts. Listen to this. Look at his wisdom. My thoughts, God speaking, are not your thoughts. And my ways far beyond anything you could imagine. For as the heavens are higher than your soul, are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God doesn't think like us. He knows the beginning from the end. He's got it all figured out. He has all wisdom. He's all-knowing. I need that wisdom, that viewpoint. Number two, write it down. Be humble and ask, which means pray for wisdom. We all lack wisdom. God has wisdom. So the wise thing to do is simply to pray for God's wisdom. Our need for God's perspective and his wisdom should motivate us to humbly turn to God and say, look, I need help, God. I'm not sure what to do in this situation. All day long, we have these kind of things that we need. By the way, 
You have a bracelet on. Pray first. Yes. Before you try to figure it out on your own and make a mess of it and then have to go back. Pray first. Pray first. Now, look at the rest of verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives, what's the word? Generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to him. Not might. It will. So number three, write this down. Be certain God will generously give his wisdom. Don't ever hesitate to come to God in prayer. God loves communicating with you. He's your heavenly father. He loves having you come and say, Dad, I need help in this situation. He loves it. He loves it when we're dependent on him. When you come to God, believe that he will give wisdom because he absolutely will give that wisdom. Don't doubt it. Can I just encourage you again? Don't doubt it. He will give you that wisdom. Now, here's the issue. When I pray, how does God answer my prayer? He answers our prayer in three ways. The first way he answers our prayer is yes. How many like yes? I like yes. I like yes. The second way he answers our prayer is no. How many like no? There's not a hand going up. Okay. When I was uh, at the two seminaries teaching, I talked to the kids about this. And I said, the longer you serve God, the more you'll be glad for God's nose. Because I was headed to do this, and God said no, and I went, ah! You know, like a baby. We cried, what's wrong with you? And after I stepped back a year or so later, I go, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I, you didn't give me the encouragement. Thank you. You're, I guess you are wiser than me. Hello. And the third answer is what? Wait. Nobody likes to wait. You know, we get in the line for a drive through <laughs> What's the idiot doing up there? Ordering 14 sandwiches? What? <laughs> well, that's God trying to tell you, wrong place. Quit getting the burger. Get out of line. Get a salad somewhere. <laughs> Amen. You got it? Wait's hard. But what does wait do? Gives us patience. On one of our flights back from uh, Asia to Germany, we had three crying babies. Eight and a half hour flight. I prayed. God didn't answer. In fact, the last 30 minutes, one of them screamed for 30 minutes as we landed. I wanted to take, let's not even go there. Let's not even go there. So sometimes, wait is not so good. But my wife kept on patience, patience, patience. Now, how do I know when God answers that it's really from him? Because, see, we have three voices that speak to us. The voice of Satan, the voice of God, and my own voice. Here's how you know. However God answers you, it must match the word of God. It must be filtered through the word of God. Otherwise, it's not God. It's not God. So we have to be careful. We have to be careful. Now, how do we grow in wisdom? We know what wisdom is, how we get it, but how do we grow? How do we get wiser? Look at this amazing verse. Proverbs 9.10, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes written by 
King David's son, King Solomon. The Bible calls him the wisest man in the world. Proverbs and Ecclesiastes is filled with amazing wisdom. But you know what's so sad? Solomon wrote it, but he didn't obey it. His life was a total disaster. So how do we grow? Watch this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is to worship, respect, and love him so much that we desire to obey God. Balanced growth in wisdom has to do with this one word, obedience. Write this down. We grow in wisdom by obeying God. See, Solomon could write it, but he never grew in it. He refused to obey God, even though he wrote this. Look at this. Instruct the wise, and they'll even be wiser. Teach the righteous, and they will learn even more. Great principle. You never get to the place. I never get to the place where I have all wisdom. I grow in it, and I grow in it by knowing that I should obey what God does because he knows way better than me. So I have to grow to realize I get to obey God, not that I have to obey God. Understand, that's huge. Here's one of the things that I've discovered. Balanced growth in our life is usually not about something we don't know. It's not too many things we don't know in Scripture. We understand them. It's not new knowledge. It's that we don't obey what we know. That's what Solomon did. Wrote it, knew it, didn't obey it. Well, the growth means I have to obey it. I gave you a challenge earlier on the health things. Now you have knowledge. If you wanted to have your body to be what it should be with energy and all the rest of the stuff that we talked about, fulfilling God's plan for you, what are you going to do? Well, you have to learn to apply it. One little thing at a time, wherever that area is, whatever there. Let's just stop and ask yourself, how are you doing Applying the knowledge that God gives you. Are you asking for it? Do you believe he'll give it to you? Are you waiting until he gives you an answer instead of trying to move ahead? One day, our role model, Jesus, said this. The one who sent me is with me. He's not left me alone. I always do what pleases him. Amazing to me. Now, I'm going to go through very quickly, but importantly, some balanced statements that Jesus gives. Some wise, amazing statements And I want you and I to take these statements to heart this morning. And as I go through them, I know that the Holy Spirit will speak to you in some of these. There's just a few statements from Jesus, wise statements that he made. By the way, can I stop right here and say this? If you're not a Christian, then God doesn't answer your prayers. The only prayer he answers is this, God, forgive me. I want to start a relationship with you. God, in general, doesn't give wisdom to people who are not his kids. Because you might get that wisdom and do that, but you don't care really about God. No, it's out of a relationship with God. At the end of the service, as you know this morning, we're going to do a lot of worship. We're going to do it a lot earlier. And we're going to do four songs. Those of you that came in late wondered why I'm already speaking when you came in this morning. That's because we never tell you when we're going to do that. So that you can be excited when you walk in and wonder, what is happening here? Just learn from it. Be wise. Now, here's the first statement that's a wise statement from Jesus. Look at this statement. Leave the dead, bury the dead. This comes from an amazing parable where Jesus called people to follow him. And they were all making excuses. This particular one sounds cruel, but it isn't. 
This person said, well, Jesus, I follow, I'll follow you when my dad dies, as if the dad was immediately going to die. He wasn't even sick. He's saying in five years, 10 years, 15 years, I'll follow you. Could I just say to you this morning, it's wise to quit making excuses. Well, Pastor Mark, you talked about the physical, but if you know the background of my family, cut it out. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm not really like into growing spiritually. Really? Then why are you here? What are you going to do with your life? Just quit making excuses. Some of you this morning that haven't come to Christ, well, I'll have to raise my hand. I'll have to admit I'm a sinner, and I'll have to ask God to come, and I'll have to start growing. Exactly. That's what it's about. It's not an event. It's not I'm going to give you a piece of paper. It's fire insurance, and I'm going to hand it to you and say, see you in heaven. It doesn't work that way. All of us did it the same way. Remember one day Jesus said what? You must be born again. You have to start new. So quit making excuses. So Christians this morning, can I mention the word exercise? Quit making excuses. That's simply all it is. Don't make excuses. Do what God tells us to do, right? Amen? Wise statement. Number two. No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. What is Jesus saying to us with these wise statements? Here's what he says. It's wise to leave your past in the past. See, today is today. Yesterday's gone. I can't do anything with it. It's gone. I can't get it back. I can learn from it. That's it. Some of you live in the past. All kinds of things in the past. Don't live there. Life is lived going where? Forward. We all have hurts. We've all had stuff. We all have regrets. Every one of us have regrets. Man, I wouldn't have done that. But you can't change it now. You can learn from it. Quit living in the past. I want everybody to get their hand up like this. Everybody, everybody, every single person get my hand like this. Now, for this morning, it's for you Gator fans, sorry, we're going to be Florida State. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We have to live our life how? Forward. 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 Florida, get rid of it. Just relax. Just relax. We'll get to it. Forward. 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 So how do you want to live your life this morning? Forward. It's a waste living in the past. Could I hear an amen? amen. Even from the University of Miami, guys. It's a waste. It's a good By the way, Florida needs to forget their past. Okay. By the way, there's a call in the Super Bowl that needs to be forgotten too. Okay. Next one. And Jesus says this. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him or her so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. What is Jesus saying? Live in forgiveness. That's hard. I talked to the students. I said, you're going to be in ministry. People are going to hurt you, and you're going to hurt people. But you have to learn to forgive. See, if you don't learn to forgive, you're the one in prison. It will destroy you physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. God will give you the strength. You can't live with unforgiveness. Well, Pastor Mark, they did it. They hurt. I know they did. Forgiving somebody doesn't mean you agree with them. It just means you release them. They're God's problem. I was watching a television program the other day. Lynn and I end up, is it about a police commissioner and his son or whatever? And his son and wife were having trouble. He said, Dad, I wish our marriage was like 
you and moms, because we fight and whatever, and your marriage is so amazing. And the dad said this, son, every marriage fights quite often. Could I hear an amen right now? Uh, that's just the way we are. And, and he said, you didn't know it, but when mom and I fought, we went into the bathroom, turned the shower on, and screamed at each other. <laughs> amen. Is that right? Of course it is. So if you're married, you have to live in what? Forgiveness. This year, 49 years coming up for us. How we live? in forgiveness. By the way, I got up this morning, wrote my wife a valentine. Told her she can't read it till I left home. I was crying before I left. She didn't know it. It was really early this morning. My clock's crazy off. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm just praying that she reads it, and it's a good day when I go home. Praise the Lord. All right. All right, here we go. She's not here, so I can say that. Don't you tell her I'll never forgive you. Oh, no, 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 no. All right. Here, here's the big one right here. Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to cast a stone. What is Jesus trying to say to us? It's wise to quit being legalistic and critical. Everything you look at is a complainer. Negative. People don't want to be around you. Cut it out. God's grace, enjoy it. Freely we've received. Freely we give. So all of us have to work at this. We have to be graceful to others. That day, Jesus met that woman that was caught in adultery. She expected to be stoned to death. And when Jesus addressed the religious leaders, they had to drop their stones. Don't be a person that carries stones around. Enjoy God's grace. The only reason you and I are here this morning is God's grace. Not a person deserves it. It's a wonderful thing. It's wise to live in forgiveness. It's wise to enjoy God's grace. Now, we learned this morning in these last three weeks that the blueprint for growth is Jesus. John wrote it like this in 1 John 2, 6. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Can I say to you this morning, thank you. Because you're growing. You're maturing. You're becoming more like Jesus in these four areas. I'm proud of you. I'm blessed to be your pastor. We are making a difference in our world. Our world needs us. But we can't be status quo. We have to keep growing in the things of God. And thank you because you, you're growing. You, you have more peace and joy and purpose. It's just a huge thing. It's a huge blessing. So I can just say to you this morning, I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. We're being more mature than we've ever been before. God's at work in all of us. And we're looking more like him. Now, one day Jesus made this amazing statement. Jesus said, on the way, the truth, and the life, no one can come to the Father except through me. See, man thinks they can get to heaven by being good enough. But the Bible tells us the only way you can get to heaven is to be forgiven. And Jesus will do that. Just like today, people in Jesus' time gave various reasons for delaying their submission to him, family problems or desires to do their life on their own terms. Jesus requires us to give up all of the past and push forward in our relationship with him, trusting that he will care for us and guide us into the truths of God and showing us how to apply those truths to our daily living. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Pastor Mark has been showing us the example of Jesus, how he lived his life and how the Father blessed him in all aspects of his life. Pastor Mark now will be moving on to the beginning of John the Baptist's ministry and his call for repentance. We'll be discussing what repentance is and what it isn't, and what the fruit of true repentance is. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.